0: Hey DJ, I don't know what to review next. There's so many movies out, but most of them are just bad. Morbius, Ambulance, Moonfall. I mean, I don't know. What should we do? How about we talk about bad movies that we like? Hey, that's a good idea. We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies. Cinema nerds who made it our duty to make a show where we break down, discuss, and review.
1: The
0: men who watch movies. Hello and welcome to another episode of the men who watch movies. My name is Alec. And my name's DJ. And today we're going to talk about a great topic, uh, something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, ever since we did our Batman review and we were talking about Batman and Robin. I want to talk about movies that were terrible, but that we actually enjoy uh guilty pleasure movies as they were uh you know there's so many that i can think of and we're going to discuss a few of those today but first we're going to get into a little movie news uh first off bob odenkirk is going to get a star on the walk of fame what do you think about that
1: oh i think it's going to be awesome you know he is awesome from mr show seinfeld Uh, i think he was on everybody loves raymond oh was
0: he oh
1: yeah he nice. would. He had a great career for himself, but he is known as Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad oh, and yeah. Better Call Saul.
0: Yeah, definitely a good, definitely a good actor. And of course, like we talked about before, he was on that movie Nobody with Christopher Lloyd. Wonderful. Movie. Oh, that was
1: an awesome movie. I give it two thumbs up.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so he's gonna get a, a star on the Walk of Fame on April eighteenth uh, in a few days. So uh, yeah, that's good. Good for him. Uh, definitely deserves it. And uh, in other news. Uh, there's reports that they're going to do a remake of the movie Nosferatu.
1: Oh, who's that going to be with? Uh,
0: so it's going to be by the director, Robert Eggers. Now, it hasn't gotten off the ground yet. Uh, it's something that he's been wanting to work on. So uh, the guy who did uh, the the movie The Lighthouse, uh, I think he also did. Um, shoot, I can't remember right now. I want to say Witch. I think it was Robert Eggers who did The, the Witch. Um, so far, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is attached. And he's wanting uh, Willem Dafoe. To be in the movie. But uh, I don't think he's going to play Nosferatu. Because he already he played him in that. What's that one movie? Uh, Shadow of the Vampire.
1: Hey, interview with the Vampire?
0: No, no, no. Uh, it was the one where he played uh, Max Shrek, And then it turns out. Remember it was like that movie. I think it was Shadow of the Vampire. Where Will and DeFlo played. The, it was, they were filming the movie Nosferatu. And he's playing the actor who played Nosferatu. But it turns out he was a real vampire. Yeah, I think it was Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, so um, yeah, they're they're uh, he's been trying. So they yeah, they've been trying to get a remake of uh, Nosferatu off the ground. Nosferatu off the ground. So hopefully, hopefully that goes through. He's a really good director. Uh, have you seen any of his movies? Have you seen like The Lighthouse?
1: Not really, but I I plan to see him soon.
0: Yeah, check I'm- it out. It's it's uh it's not for everybody, but it's an interesting movie. It's in blo- It's all in black and white. It has uh, uh, like I said, uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in it.
1: Oh yeah, Batman! Yeah, yeah that's yeah, him. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully Nosferatu uh, remake gets up the ground, and then uh, they're making a uh, spirit Halloween movie. You know, like the uh, the
1: Halloween store. Oh yeah, that that's gonna be a good movie. Have you heard about that? Uh, I haven't heard about that, but isn't that like a show, uh, store where they have you know costumes? Are they gonna make it into a movie?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a weird idea for a movie, uh, but apparently it's gonna star uh, Rachel Lake Cook and Christopher Lloyd. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love Christopher Lloyd. He's so funny, you know. 21, (laughs) Jimmy Great Scott.
0: But yeah, so he's going to be in the movie. It's an odd choice for a subject of a movie, but apparently it's going to be about some kids who they dare each other to spend the night in this uh, spirit Halloween that pops up. And uh, it's almost like a night at the museum type of thing where like the costumes and stuff come to life. So uh, it sounds like a really bad premise for a movie, but it has Christopher Lloyd in it. So I think I'm going to check it out. You know, I mean, you got to it, right? And then uh, this week in theaters, Sonic 2 debuted with a $71 million haul. Uh, so it's doing pretty good for itself. And it pushed out Morbius in the top spot, uh, which only made $10.2 million in its second weekend. Um, and lastly, sadly, uh, Gilbert Gottfried has passed away at the age of 67. Uh, what do you think about that?
1: Oh, it is so sad. You know, when I heard about that, I was like, Iago... That was, you know, that was his movie, you know, Aladdin. He did a sequel. He did the first Aladdin. He was in the second one, which was very awesome. As many of you know, or you don't know, many of Aladdin fans don't know about that. Robin Williams was recast for the genie in the second one called Aladdin to Return of the Jafar. And it turns out that Dan Castellaneta voiced the genie.
0: That's right. He did. I think he also did the cartoon, right?
1: Oh, yeah, he was was, he's very he's very good. But all in all, I still think Robin Williams is the best genie ever.
0: Definitely. But yeah, sad that uh, Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Uh, Definitely a great comedian. And uh, I remember him from uh, other other shows as well. He did a lot of voice acting. I know he was on the Fairly Odd Parents. I think he played the dentist. I can't remember his name. Uh, but also remember, I don't know if you remember those commercials from the 90s, but he played uh, Seymour Smoke. He's like that talking smoke detector.
1: Oh, I remember that. I
0: see more smoke coming from that toaster.
1: Oh, and you can't <laughs> Sorry, forget right. that. And, oh, and you can't forget about those Aflac commercials.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. They eventually replaced him in those commercials because of some joke that he made. But but he would always be the Aflac duck to me.
1: Exactly. He is the best <laughs> of the best. Rest in peace, good sir. I'm a fan of your movies. Uh... You know, keep on watching us.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, that's it for this week in movie news. So let's uh, let's get down to the main uh, main topic here, uh, guilty pleasure movies. Now, like I said, uh, we were talking about the Batman in our very first episode, and uh, we got into the subject of Batman and Robin and how much we actually, you know, it's not a great movie, but we actually enjoyed it, and we enjoy watching it, and it's, uh, we consider it a guilty pleasure movie,
1: right? Oh, yeah, it's a very good guilty pleasure movie. However... The choice for Batman was kind of a little different, but anyway, not to get into, not to get off topic, but actually, the reason why they wanted to make a Batman like this was because director Joel Schumacher wanted to, you know, make a a friendlier Batman. So, in theory, uh, they got uh, Val Kilmer to be Batman in a movie called Batman Forever, which is actually the sequel to um, Michael Keaton's almost being batman in that movie but when michael keaton looked at the look at that script he thought it was eh, he didn't like it so he was written out of it and they got Vell Kilmer to play batman and then they got george clooney to play batman Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah none definitely not good oh, wait, was that an earnest impression there <laughs> 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 yeah uh exactly yeah yeah, I remember uh, watching an interview with Tim Burton about when they were going to make uh, Batman Forever, and uh, he was actually part of the in the talks with the Warner Brothers about doing the sequel, and uh, they were they were pretty much trying to talk him out of doing it. They were like, "Yeah, hey, you don't want to do this movie, right? You want to do smaller, smaller pictures. And, and he's like, I have a feeling you don't want me to do this. And like, no, no, no. we don't. And that's not what we're saying. But he's like, yeah, they pretty much pushed him out um, because there was a big uh, fiasco with the. Batman Returns from was it nineteen
1: ninety two? Actually, it was yes, yes. Batman Returns nineteen ninety two. Uh, Batman with Tim Burton uh-huh. was made in nineteen eighty nine. Everybody's careers were on the line, but it made a lot of oh, yeah. money. Yeah, so naturally, a lot of money.
0: Yeah, naturally, Batman Returns was set to be a big movie, but there was a big issue because they they were marketing Batman Returns through McDonald's and, and like Happy Meal toys, and a lot of parents were upset. Because uh, the movie was, it wasn't exactly aimed towards kids. I mean, you have like Danny DeVito biting people's noses off, and you have Catwoman in the skin tight suit, and a lot of violence and stuff like that. Uh, Batman was like burning people alive and stuff. So parents were upset, and there was this big, uh, big fiasco with the movie. And so that's why they wanted to, Warner Brothers wanted to make Batman um, and Batman Forever and Batman and Robin aimed towards kids, which, you know, it totally backfired because those movies were awful but you know we we enjoy watching those movies uh, regardless there's some bit of charm to them um i think batman of course batman uh forever is definitely better than batman and robin
1: definitely it is the best you know you got jim carrey you got Tom Lee jones who was supposed to be a little different two-face but they got him in a rubber latex face so i guess he's you know different two-face or looks a little different yeah uh, I gotta say, Tommy Lee
0: Jones' performance in that, I think it was, yeah, I would never thought I would say, uh, he did a worse job at acting at Jim Carrey, but I think, I don't know, this, he was, I think Jim Carrey, at least he knew what he was playing and he, he knew how over the top to go. But, uh, I think Tommy Lee Jones just pushed it a little too far and it was just a little bit cringeworthy. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I think, uh, Val Kilmer was definitely excellent in that movie. And it just, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, the visuals were a little over the top as well, but I think it was a little fun. And I mean, it kind of it kind of uh went well with like the kind of vibe that they were going with, I guess. What do you think?
1: Oh, I thought it was really awesome. You know, the special effects are awesome. It was campy. It was funny. Uh, all in all, I give it a you no, know, I give it a high rental. You know, if you want to see this movie, I give it a high rental, but I have it on DVD. So I'm gonna watch the stuffing out of it. I'm gonna watch it. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, we have Batman and Robin.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the worst out of all of the Batman movies. Even even the uh, Adam West uh, Batman movie. You know, typically it's not it's not looked at as a good uh, time in Batman's history, but it's a classic. And uh, I think compared to the two. I would definitely in quality terms, I would choose the Adam West one over it, but Batman and Robin is just fun to watch because it's so cringy. Um, I mean, you got to love, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just hammered it up on screen.
1: Oh, the ice puns. Oh yeah. What killer dinosaurs? The The ice
0: age. Love it. I just love every moment of it. I mean, it's just, it's just the weirdest like action sequences. Um, like, like, what was the deal with that suit that he had with the butterfly wings? That was just crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be like the, from the comic books. I'm not sure. But that was like really, really campy. So, I am not sure about that stuff. So, uh, I heard they paid uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger like, you know, like millions of dollars to do ice puns. So, I believe that that was worth it for him.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's funny because like he, uh, a lot of the times it's just a stunt double that was... Uh, that was used for uh, Mr. in <laughs> Mr. T, uh, Mr. Uh, Freeze. Uh, it wasn't even Arnold fighting in that suit for most of the time. It was, uh, yeah. I remember Chris O'Donnell saying that he was rarely on set with uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger because all the fight sequences it was just a stunt double because that suit was so heavy, and uh, he I guess he didn't. I mean, it was hard for him to fight in it, and so uh, it was just yeah, it was just a guy in a suit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it definitely it's 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 a bit hard to watch, but it's good to it's a it's a great laugh. Um, what what do you say is your favorite part of that movie? Oh, well,
1: I just like the comical stuff, you know. I mean, it has its moments and stuff like that. It has its comical needs. The part I like is you know Bane's transformation. I thought it was you know a little different, but you know they resurrected the new Batman series, which I'm going to talk about later. Anyway, it was like um, God, they got that wrestler with the—he's—he's he's very muscular and whatnot, and it's like, oh, and so what like that, and oh yeah, he passed away. So, uh, um, you know, we'll miss you, sir. And you know, I mean, great performance, but it was a little different than when we expected. But I am sure that they kept it to the comic book needs. But all in all, it was um uh, if you were gonna see this movie you would give it a high rental
0: yeah yeah it's like I said it's just one of those good those movies to uh they give you a good laugh I mean uh it's just so outlandish I mean I love uh I also love the the whole mr freeze uh like a secret layer you know, because the whole thing in the story is that he's, he's trying to uh, save his wife from this disease called McGregor syndrome and so he has her like frozen in this uh kind of con- the Ice containment unit kind of thing. Right. To slow down her, her symptoms. And he was trying to find a cure. And he, I think he ended up falling in like a vat of like liquid nitrogen or something. And then it made it so that he can't live outside of temperatures like below zero or something or above zero or something like that. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, and so now he has to have that, like, that cool suit. And then he, had, his, the thing is, he has to, like, steal diamonds to continue his research. For some reason, the diamonds are feeling like the cold machine. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, it's so wacky.
1: Yeah. I thought it was kind of, you know, weird and out of character, but all in all, still think it's a really good guilty pleasure movie. But anyway, not to get off topic, but actually, there was an episode of Batman, the animated series called Heart of Ice, in which Mark Hamill made his first appearance as Ferris Boyle the uh philanthropist and apparently he was responsible for mr freeze's you know transformation Not so really. actually he was actually um there was a origin story basically it was mr freeze or victor freeze he was actually going to get um research on how to you know cure his wife but once mr boyle boyle found out it was like uh you know the end of you know end of the research so the moment when victor freeze was angry you know he um you know, try to pull a gun on him, but, uh, you know, Ferris Boyle just kicked him, and of course, he went, you know, Mr. Freeze went freezing, of course, and of course, and of course, Mr. Boyle escaped, but apparently, uh, Mr. Freeze got frozen, and all. And of course, Batman feels bad for him, but, you know, all in all, I still think that was the best Batman episode ever, however, Batman and Robin still give it a high rental, but I still would, you know. I would still say it's a guilty pleasure movie not one of the greats. but however it it is what it is you know it, it does its, it does justice to the movie I guess I wouldn't
0: say it does justice but it's it's definitely it, it's it's worth it just it's just funny to laugh at like I'd say I don't know there's somebody just Cringe, cringe-worthy moments, but it just—I don't know. So something about it, like a car wreck, you can't look away when you're watching it, right?
1: Exactly. You know, it has that stuff—that uh, not that gravitas, but that comedic stuff—that actually has the um, momentum of you know saying, "Hey, you know, um, this new Batman film is going to be good." When actually, it is the worst movie ever. But it's a cringe-worthy movie. It's a movie that you love to hate. So grab a bucket of popcorn and watch this movie
0: yeah uh like i was saying those uh i love the i love the henchmen that uh mr freeze has i don't know what it is with these bat with these like schumacher batman movies but they always have like these henchmen with them like i remember 2 Face, he always had like those guys running around oh, yeah. with like the uh the two-tone like masks and stuff like that and then like the neon machine guns uh but in in this one mr freeze has like a bunch of guys walking around in like hockey gear and like uh fuzzy sw- like um jackets and whatnot and they're just chilling with him and is like in his like this cold like lair freezing their asses off i don't know why they're hanging out with this guy or what what they're what they stand to gain but it's just funny and then they're like he's making them sing like uh the songs from the what is that it was like a christmas movie right i'm I'm mr white white christmas i'm I'm mr Snow. snow What is that from? That's uh
1: Oh we wrote the Red Nosed Ranger.
0: No, no, no. It, oh it, um, it's one of, it's one of those rankin' bass movies.
1: one of those uh, Christmas
0: movies, yeah. where it has like the snow mi- the snow miser and the heat miser. The snow miser, there it is. Yeah, but it's just funny. It's just like why why are these dudes hanging out with this this freaky dude? I don't know, what what are they what are they gaining from this? Is he paying them? Like I don't get it. Maybe in ice
1: chips, I'm not sure. <laughs> He's paying them in ice chips. But anyway, not to get off topic, but actually uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for, you know, smoking his cigars and whatnot, but actually he um I don't know if he's cutting down on them, but um you know, I don't know if he's acting or not, but um you know, him from, you know, uh pumping iron, you know, him, you know, being a good muscle man and whatnot, but <laughs> not to get off topic, but not to get too off topic. He took steroids. Oh, no, he did? Well, I mean, there's a rumor that he did, but I'm not sure. I mean yeah, probably well yeah but the the thing was that you know he had you know get his you know muscle mass and of course you know he was on the lucy show which is terrible but the legendary actress will live on forever
0: yeah i remember i remember that i seen a clip of that on youtube uh okay let's get, let's get back on topic here get back on topic um yep. but yeah that, that that was just funny i don't know like i said i don't know why it was just funny those henchmen and then of course you have um Batgirl is introduced in this one. It's just, I don't know why she didn't really serve any kind of purpose.
1: Well, actually, the the uh, plot was actually Batgirl is supposed to meet you no know, Com- Commissioner Gordon when, in fact, Batgirl is actually re- related to Alfred Pennyworth, the waiter, the the, the butler. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't get that. I don't know why. I guess it's it's like a movie about family or something. But I have no idea. But Uncle they Alfred, co- right? they
1: completely That's- butchered the script.
0: Yeah, it, she didn't really serve any kind of purpose in this movie. I think they just wanted to add another character to add to the uh the the toy, you know, the to you know, to make more toys off of pretty much, right? But um yeah, I I didn't I don't know why they included her in this. Um yeah, it was just kind of a weird choice cuz you know, at that point it's like the movie's called Batman and Robin, it should've been it should've called Batman, Robin and Batgirl or something. I don't know
1: stuff like that but you know i mean like you know it is what it is but r.i.p joel schumacher you will be missed uh you had the great talents of making those movies lost boys uh falling down um phone booth uh batman forever um you
0: will be missed good sir definitely yeah i totally forgot he did lost boys i mean he has the i think he has the potential to do, of doing great movies but um, I think it was just a lot of Warner Brothers who, who mucked that of uh, those Batman movies up that he did.
1: Well, actually, he did a movie and it was very action, very, you know, full of drama, of course. And it wasn't comedy. It was called A Time to Kill. It's very, very good. I would recommend this movie. I gave it two thumbs up. Um, if you want to watch this movie... I give it a high rental. So if you are interested in, if you're a fan of Schumacher's movies, then I would say, you know, go watch this movie. Cause, you know, I think it's really awesome. And I think that it has the potential of making, you know, movie watchers, you know, minds, you know, much more, you know, knowing to the films. Like, you know, like for example, if you're watching a black and white movie and you don't like it and you compare it to the modern version of it and, Stuff like that. Well, I'd say just, you know, watch them all and you'll figure it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, There's actually quite a few uh, superhero movies on our guilty pleasure list. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I I know you brought up one earlier. What was the the one that you were thinking of?
1: Oh, do you mean Kazam with the great thespian Shaquille O'Neal? Well, Kazam isn't
0: really a superhero movie, is it? Oh, do you mean Steel? Oh, yeah, Steel, the great thespian Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yes, uh, I like the way you describe him, the great thespian. Uh, I had no
1: idea they were going to make this movie, but I heard that there was a rumor that Shazam wasn't a great movie. It was a terrible movie. Kids didn't like it. Grownups didn't like it. I mean, it was like a guilty pleasure movie, but all in all, I give it a... Um... Uh... Low rental. <laughs> Low
0: rental. Uh, but I think it's, it. even though it's a bad movie, it's like, I don't know it's, again, it's one of those movies that it's just fun to put on. You don't have to think about it. You could watch it. And then there's a lot of, a lot of funny moments in there. Uh, yeah, so Steel, he's a character from DC, and basically, I think I think in the comic books, he, he came about after the death
1: of Superman, right? Exactly. I think it was, I think it was the comic book was made in 1992. Apparently, what happened was that Shaquille O'Neal was in the movie, and he plays John Henry Irons, who was Steel, the version of Superman, and he has a tattoo of Superman's logo on the right arm, or his right arm, I'm, I'm not sure, but actually, it was a pretty decent movie despite of its comical form it's you know whatever you might call it i mean it's still a great movie but it's still a guilty pleasure movie all in all i still think that it's a great movie and i still give it two thumbs up yeah
0: yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely memorable uh, so it has uh, like you said Shaquille o'neal the great despian <laughs> Shaquille o'neal uh and of course it has uh Judd, and Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club.
1: Oh yeah, I he didn't plays, recognize him. He plays but, the villain, right? Oh yeah, he plays a villain who's selling weapons to bad guys. So, uh-huh. Shaquille O'Neal, or John Henry Irons, he gets out of the military and he's doing something. He's going to be a superhero. And Judd Nelson is going to be like, you know, this can't be a supervillain. So, I don't under- understand yeah. why this is going to happen, but all in all, it's a guilty pleasure movie, but... Art imitates life, and art imitates life. <laughs>
0: sure. Uh, what, so, what what is what would you say is one of your favorite moments from Steel?
1: Oh, the great comical stuff. You know, the one where um, um, uh, John Henry Irons picks up uh, Annabeth Gish from the wheelchair, and he's like this strong, buff guy, and he tries to he tries to pick her up and you know get her out of that nursing home or whatever. I mean, it's pretty comical, but. I mean, I just don't understand why, but I mean, it's a great guilty pleasure movie that everyone can enjoy, but I mean, you know, I mean, in small doses, I mean, it's pretty good, but if you watch it a lot of times, you're going to get so confused.
0: (laughs) I think my favorite part is when uh, he has to do the, I like how they make fun of the fact that Shaq uh, uh, can't do free throws. And then, so there's a scene in the movie where it, like it pays off in the end where he has to do essentially he has to make a free throw but it's like there's like a a grenade that a bad guy throws at that at steel and there's like a kid nearby and then so he has to grab the grenade and throw it through the, like this little hole in the fence to try and save them and and stop the bad guys and so he has to make essentially make a free throw and he's like oh I'm always bad at these and so he throws it and he makes it you know that's his big redeeming moment in the end <laughs> uh, and then that's just I think that was just hilarious Um uh, but yeah it's just such a such a weird movie no one asked for it and it's just a weird out of context movie because, like I said, it was supposed to be in the comic books. Steel came about because there was this guy who decided to take up the mantle of steel and and kind of taking Superman's place because Superman had died in the comics. But in this one, there's no real connection to Superman other than the fact that he has a Superman tattoo. Right. Or something like that. But.
1: Something like that. Anyway, I um, yeah, I would recommend this movie. I would give it a rental. I wouldn't buy it because, you know, for those who haven't seen it, I would rent the movie. See how it is. Then if you like it, then buy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless you're a real big Shaq fan, yeah, buy it. If you're a big Shaq fan, buy it. I mean, he's been killing it in those general commercials lately. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all we have to say about that one uh you know what i just thought of another guilty pleasure movie that's a superhero movie is daredevil the original daredevil with ben affleck
1: oh i mean it's 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 pretty good uh it's it's a good guilty pleasure movie but i have to say the director's cut is much more better than the theatrical. yeah cut. yeah
0: for sure but I, I i didn't mind either the theatrical release or the uh or the um director's cut i actually quite enjoyed both of them uh i don't know i don't know if a lot of people didn't like it but um i uh i particularly I remember loving that movie when it first came out
1: oh do you remember that kevin smith cameo yeah, oh
0: yeah yeah i was yeah at the time i, had, I hadn't seen any kevin smith movies i was kind of confused on who he was but um but yeah of course you know, you know kevin smith the director of clerks and mall rats chasing amy and all those movies Jane and silent bob uh but yeah yeah he played the he was like the guy from the mor- the morgue right
1: Exactly. He was a guy who was, you know, trying to, you know, see what this weapon is. And he shows Ben Yurik this stuff. And it turns out it's Daredevil's weapon that's like a baton that transforms into a cane. And all of a sudden it's like this weird stuff. But anyway, I would give it a rental if you have not seen it. But Stanley cameos in there, unfortunately. But he is so good.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh,
1: yeah, actually, like I said, I
0: didn't mind this interpretation of the character. Uh, they actually had some good moments in there. I mean, I, uh, very dated, of course, <laughs> some of their choices. I mean, uh, they always, uh, you know, include like the the music from that's popular around that time. They have a lot of Evanescence in there, Hoobastank and whatnot. That didn't age very well, but uh, I, I like the songs. Oh, they even have a Nickelback in there. I love that during the there's a fight scene in a bar. Uh, but yeah. Overall, it's definitely not one of the proudest uh, movies, uh, superhero movies around that time. But I think there's a lot of memorable moments. Uh, I think uh, Ben Affleck was pretty decent in, in you know in his portrayal of uh, of Daredevil. Uh, so basically, the movie starts out where uh, he's he's in the the church, and he had just gotten like uh, beaten up by um, Bullseye, and so you see his like uh, they say you know. He's talking about, oh, they say, you know, your life flashes before your eyes when you die. And so it starts out going into his backstory about how, you know, uh, everything with his father and how he uh, his father died. And you know, he, he uh, basically got into an accident where the he, he got splashed with some kind of like, uh, what do you call that? It's like some like toxic waste in his eyes and give him superpowers. I, thought, I think the whole the whole bit of his superpowers, I think that was kind of cool looking. Like with, when he had like that daredevil vision and when like when like a sound would hit and then you'd see a vibrator on the room. I thought, I thought that was kind of a cool aesthetic.
1: Yeah, you know, all in all, uh, great guilty pleasure movie. But not to get off topic, I just want to say that, you know, Colin Farrell's portrayal of Bullseye was really, really different. Uh-huh. However, he didn't need that scope on his forehead. However, um. Wilson Bethel's portrayal of Bullseye is so awesome. However, I thought that Wilson Bethel's Bullseye was going to have the famous, you know, Bullseye costume.
0: Oh, you're talking, is, is he the one from the the Daredevil Netflix series? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> Colin Farrell's portrayal wasn't the best. Yeah, I do like the Netflix one better. Well, now, now it's Disney Plus. Uh, they're not on Netflix anymore. Uh, but yeah, I do like that version better, but Colin Farrell's, it was so cheesy and but I, you know, I get, you gotta love it. It was, it was definitely the time where they tried to be real edgy with their character designs though. Like you said, he had like that, that weird bullseye etched on his forehead. Yeah. He had
1: a scope on his forehead or yeah. that the bullseye stuff, but yeah. I thought it was kind of weird, uh-huh. kind of a little campy, but all in all, I still think that, you know, Wilson Bethel is the best bullseye ever. However, I think he should have got in his bullseye costume, but he got into that fake daredevil costume. So, I mean... Yeah, That's I mean, better.
0: yeah. I mean, uh, they're supposedly doing another, uh, well, they said it was going to be a reboot, but it's, it's going to be a continuation of Daredevil with uh, Charlie Cox coming back. So hopefully uh, we see Bullseye return and hopefully he has his costume now. But uh, I don't know, it's something I do like about Colin farrell He's so over the top and he's so like energetic in that role. And I love his outfit. It's like that leather. It's like it's almost like a alligator skin leather jacket, and I don't know, all those superhero movies back then they put they put their villains and heroes in like leather. So, uh, but he would go around, and he like he used like anything and everything as a weapon. I love that one scene where he's in the a pub. Was it the pub uh, where he uses a?
1: Um, he, uses, he uses darts to you know make a. Uh of course, to make a bullseye target. Uh-huh. But of course he uses paper clips to, uh, that was a paper
0: clip scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's I thought that, that was kind
1: of, you know, grotesque, but uh-huh. all in all, I mean, who are we to, uh, um, say, you know, Colin Farrell is, you know, not the guilty pleasure version of bullseye we want to see, but all in all, it, it's still a great movie. Uh-huh. I give it a high rental for those who haven't seen it. I do recommend the director's cut. It is better than the actual cut. Uh-huh.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh I remember there's one scene that was kind of sad. I remember that remember uh Bullseye was flying in a plane next to that old lady and he, oh, he, yeah, he was a so... so he decided to choke her to death with a a peanut. With a peanut. That's so, like, he was so ruthless for no reason. That's one thing I do like about like nowadays like they're they're doing a lot better at giving villains uh, better motivation, making them more human uh humanistic and whatnot but but Colin Farrell's bullseye was just so like vicious for no reason like that poor lady is just trying to talk to him because she's bored on the plane and then he decides that he's annoyed of her and so he flicks a peanut and it lands in her throat and chokes her to death and then that the 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 uh flight attendant's like oh you know she's sleeping can I get you anything else and he's like more peanuts please
1: I mean all in all you know it's comical it's funny <laughs> it has its Wit, but all in all, I still think Daredevil. I still I still think Ben Affleck's Daredevil is you know one of those guilty pleasure movies I used to see with a bucket of popcorn and just <laughs> and just and just take him with a grain of salt. You know, I'm just you know yeah. like you know I'm saying you know, I mean I'm not hating this movie. I actually think it was pretty
0: good. Yeah, there's there's some, a lot of good mo- uh, moments in there. I think uh, I like his story arc too because he I feel like he doesn't really start out as the hero that Daredevil should be. He starts out a lot darker. Like he, he's still finding his way as Daredevil because he has a lot of anger in him about what ha- happened about his dad. He's, and then the whole thing about it, the whole thing about this, he's trying to f- uh, figure out still what happened to his father. He doesn't know who killed his dad. And later on, you uh, end up finding that it's Wilson Fisk who killed who killed his dad, uh, Jack the Devil Murdoch. Uh, and so he ends up getting revenge on him in the end. Of course, he's played by. Uh, the great thespian
1: mcd also known as michael clark duncan
0: yes yeah the great michael clark duncan uh, i think he did an excellent job at the role i mean i do love vincent d'onofrio but i feel like if anyone else uh, played him if anyone else that could play a great kingpin it was michael clark duncan i think he did a great job oh
1: yeah uh hands down you know he's one of the best ones ever you know not too you know he wasn't comical he was very you know on the on the tip of the iceberg he was like the he he was like you know muscular very you know athletic i understand why they wanted you know uh they wanted him to do this role but i heard in an interview that actually they wanted him to stand on the box and they wanted him to put more muscle on
0: i mean i think he looked perfectly fine and i love that that fight scene at the end where uh where daredevil finally meets up with kingpin and he just beats the shit out of daredevil I mean, it is a ruthless,
1: you know, battle royale fight. Uh Not to get too up-topic, but it was a fight that was really memorable. But Uh all in all, I still think that, you know, the movie Daredevil in 2003 was, you know, it had its moments, it had its, you know, wits, it had its, you know, stuff about it. But all in all, uh, I give this movie, you know, a high rental for those who haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. But see, the director's cut, it is awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of great stuff missing out of the out of the theatrical cut. And there's some stupid stuff they added. I know um, they added like this whole like lovemaking scene between uh, Jennifer Garner plays uh, Electra Nachos in this movie. And they added like a scene where they're having sex. And it was just it was not needed. Uh, And it was just pointless. And that wasn't even in the director's cut. Um, and then they cut out some great scenes, like the whole fight with, uh, Kingpin, like I was just talking about, they chopped it up because they, at, at the point, like people thought, Oh, you know, it, the, he already had a big fight with, um, bullseye. They're not going to want to see him fight and do another big fight with Kingpin. But that was like the cherry on top of the movie. Like I love how, you know, Kingpin just beats the shit out of daredevil and the daredevil finds a way to defeat him eventually. But that scene is so brutal. Like he just, picking him up throwing him on the roof and slamming him and daredevil tries to get his uh grappling uh, like baton and and hit him with it but then kingpin grabs it and throws him around the room it was just excellent and finally daredevil he he ends up uh hitting like the sprinkler system right and uh, he's able to see because he the rain uh, the raindrops drops are like hitting in the room and he's able to kind of get like this sonar view of the room and he like uh, goes in behind him and from uh, behind his legs and he breaks his kneecaps but that was just such a great fight scene, and I feel like they they chopped that down so much in the theatrical cut, and that and then the uh, director's cut uh, had so much more of that scene. It was is great.
1: Yeah, it actually, you know, the director's cut was so much brutal, violent. It had all that stuff, you know, you want to see, because you now in the theatrical cut, theatrical cut, it was so different. But in the director's cut, they wanted to make it more edgier, more violent, more gruesome, more brutal stuff like that, more um, Tarantino-ish, If I might do that correctly. I mean, it is sort of like it because, you know, movies like that are bloody and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, Tarantino. You know, I heard he's going to make 10 movies. I am not sure about that. If there was a rumor about it. We'll have to see if he's going to make more movies because I am a fan, a diehard fan. No pun intended to Bruce Willis, but I am a fan <laughs> of Tarantino.
0: Yeah. Uh, not to get too off topic, but I, I heard that he's going to I heard that like there's a certain amount of movies that he's going to make. And I think he, I think this if he doesn't another, another movie, it's going to be his like last one and then he's going to stop or so, something like that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Not to get too off topic, though. Uh, but yeah, that definitely. I love that movie. And then, of course, uh, I, I think I mentioned might have mentioned it before. John Favaro plays Foggy Nelson. Uh, oh, and- yeah,
1: he is so awesome. I think he has the great, you know, he has a the great comedic role. He uh, lost a lot of weight. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, he lost a lot of weight when he was younger. But I remember in the first two Ironmans, one and two, he lost weight. Or actually, it was one, two, and three, he lost weight. But Spider-Man Homecoming, he supposedly gained weight. I'm not sure about that. But I, I don't know if it's rumored or not. But I I, I have no idea.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty apparent that he, he fluctuated in weight. But it happens to everybody. <laughs> but uh another thing about that director's cut is that i think uh one great thing that got cut out was that whole scene with uh or that whole story arc with um coolio oh yeah
1: that great story arc with coolio yes i remember <laughs> that he was he was so funny you know i heard his rap album it is so fantastic i hope coolio does more albums uh god bless you sir for those rap albums and keep on rapping, coolio.
0: Yes. But uh, I think it's a neat little story because uh, you had um, I think it showed like the humanity that uh, Matt Murdock has for his clients and, uh, you know, his love of of doing, uh, you know, these law cases that that are seemingly impossible because like you get Calio, he was he was accused of murder and then he had everything against him. You know, he was found with like the murder weapon and stuff like that. But it turns out that, you know, he didn't do it and he was he was basically wrongly accused. Uh, And so he basically fought tooth and nail to get him off the hook. And he was successful in the end. And it just showed, you know, the compassion that Matt Murdock has and, you know, the dedication to, you know, to law. And I think it was a great little story. But, uh, yeah, yeah, not so bad of a movie. Like, uh, it gets a lot of flack. And I mean, there's, of course, there's a lot of cringeworthy scenes like that one fight between uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck in the park. That was that was terrible.
1: Yeah, it was pretty terrible. But all in all, I thought it was, you know, um very, very different. However, I just think you know Daredevil and Electra should not fight in the park because there are kids around and they might get the wrong impression. <laughs> I mean, what was going on? I mean, like I have no idea what was going on, but I'm glad that Stanley made a cameo in one of the in one of the scenes in Daredevil. I'm glad. Uh may he rest in peace. He is the best legendary uh comic book artist. Uh he has great ideas. However, for those who have not seen Stanley movies, he was actually, he did a few cameos in the Big Bang Theory for those who haven't watched it. That's right. Yeah. yeah King of cameos, right? Yep. He was also in uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, where he played one of the jurors, actually. Right, yeah. He was young back then. He was like 23. No, I don't think he was that young. was
0: <laughs> 30? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh So uh, moving on from the topic of superhero movies, uh, let's talk about some other guilty pleasure movies that we like. Uh, One that I recently uh, uh, revisited was uh, the movie Master of Disguise. What do you think?
1: Oh, I thought it was awesome, you know, very awesome. And the way Dana Carvey has so much high energy about it. Actually, I heard about that he went to the doctor for some surgery and whatnot. And I heard that Adam Sandler said, hey, Dana, you want to make a movie? And it's like he said, you know, I I, I want to make a movie. Yeah, it's, it's very fun, and, and, and of course, Adam Sandler gave him carte blanche and whatnot. And he's like, you know, I'm getting you know funny in this role, of course, and he plays all these disguises like uh uh Al Pacino or <laughs> Mr., Mr. Peru. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, definitely, it's uh, it's not, it's not not technically a good movie but i just love like you said i love his high energy i love his impressions and it even though it's, it's very cringy it's, it's it's just fun to watch you, you you gotta you gotta watch that movie so it's basically about this guy right and then he comes from a long line of of uh, people of uh like a family whose experts like expertise is to disguise. oh yeah that
1: is like so fantastic you know he is actually um he comes from a family of disguises who disguise yeah. himself as disguise or, or something like that, but there was one scene in the beginning of the movie where his dad dresses up like Bo Derek, oh, and I'm yeah. like, okay, it's it made it it made it, it's a good icebreaker, but you know, moving on, I believe that there was a scene in the movie. I believe it was a deleted scene. I have no idea what happened, but there was a scene, or actually, it was in the film, where Danica Harvey dresses up as Captain America, oh, or yeah, yeah. Uh, or <laughs> as known as Capitan America.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was, a, that was a deleted scene. I remember seeing that. But yeah, that, that was such an odd scene. But uh, so basically the movie is about a guy uh, named Pistachio Disguisee, right? Played by Dana Carvey.
1: Exactly. You know, he has a voice, you know, I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm yeah. going to be a master of disguise. Enough. I'm going to be.
0: <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So his family comes from a long line of disguises who their expertise is, is basically changing their appearance and. And uh, so I think, uh, so the story is like, right, his, his dad gets involved with this guy played
1: by uh, Brent, Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner. Data, actually. A it's, a, it's a, um, uh, God, I forget his name, but uh, it's uh, some bad guy name, so.
0: Yeah, but he, like, he's doing some kind of like smuggling ring, right? Yes. And so. And like, Kevin,
1: Kevin Nealon has a cameo in there.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. yeah he's part of like that Adam Sandler crew <laughs>
1: yeah he's like so funny I um you know there was a, a chef who said like you know cherry pie and it turns out it was pistachio disguise he disguised himself as a cherry pie <laughs> he was spitting cherries on the bad guys they were going in the pool they were I have no idea what was going on slapstick yeah. comedy I love this movie I give it two thumbs up I love it it is so funny you know I uh, just like to give, you know, um, a shout out to Dana Carvey. Make more movies, my friend. You know, you got to make more movies. You know, I'm a fan of your work. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Master of Disguise. Master oh, of, uh, man. I, I don't know. I have such a hard time talking sometimes.
1: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: <laughs> master of Disguise 2. Can't wait to see it. Uh, but no. Uh, but yeah, it was a funny movie. Uh, it's such random disguises. but So basically, uh, his dad uh, was coerced into helping Brent Spiner's character steal artifacts in this part of the smuggling ring. And so he decides to get out of the life of disguising. And uh, he, so he tries to protect his son, which is pistachio disguisey from the life from that life. And eventually he ends up learning about the secret because he he has like this uh this need to to want to disguise himself he's working as a waiter in his dad's restaurant and he like he keeps wanting to mimic the like the the patrons and stuff like that and eventually his dad gets kidnapped by brent spiner and and you know trying to get his smuggling ring going again so he has to save uh his dad and his mom gets kidnapped too right
1: exactly well something like that but actually the actress who plays um um what i forget what her name is but her name is jennifer esposito the actress oh the one that's like the assistant the exactly ends up, the one he ended up marrying right yeah actually that's barney's mom in the movie so that's uh-huh. like uh he she's like so fantastic so
0: uh, then, um who's the actress that plays uh, pistachio's mom she's the one from like ferris uh, bueller right
1: eddie mcclurg yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. she's funny though but um yeah so so pistachio's parents get kidnapped and then uh and so he has to go save him. So he, I don't know, it's just funny because he, you know, he gets trained by his grandpa to be the, the new master of disguise. And so he has to go underneath all these different aliases. And it's just funny. Like, it's just a uh, it's an excuse, basically, for uh, Deanna Carvey to do all these impressions. And he does all the classics. Of course, like you said, he did Al Pacino. That was just funny one. I love that scene where he's at the he's at some kind of like event, Right. And he's talking about getting he like I forget. They're talking about food or something. He's like, "Oh, Devlin
1: Bowman, uh, that's Burn Spiner's character. Oh yeah, 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 Devlin yeah. Bowman's you know uh, house for he has a potluck or whatever." And he's like, you know, um, he's in this you know monot- he, he's in this you know um, low voice ups up You know, and he's like, you know, do you have? A little wiener and some tiny nuts. <laughs> yeah, a little wiener
0: and some tiny nuts. Because <laughs> he's talking about food. He's talking about like the little um the cocktail weenies.
1: Yeah, he talked about the cocktail weenies. He talked about the little peanuts. It's like really and out then, there, uh, yeah. but and
0: then, you know and then, it's good. And I think eventually they figure out it's him right, and they start chasing him, and then and then he disguises himself uh, as uh, <laughs> as Quint from
1: Jaws. Yeah, and he's in the boat. Sometimes. Dark hair. Guy goes into the water. Sometimes he doesn't come out. Sometimes it looks like doll's eyes.
0: (laughs) Uh, But then uh, it's funny because then like he they figure out it's him because he has. I think he still has like the chest hair of Al Pacino or something. Uh, That's funny. And then uh, what other impressions does he do? Uh, He does impressions of uh, the snake charmer. Oh, yeah, the snake charmer, and of course I love the one uh, the turtle from the Turtle Club.
1: Turtle turtle
0: am I not turtle enough for the turtle club
1: uh, turtle <laughs> turtle uh,
0: there's, there's a rumor going around online that they filmed that scene during a 9-11 so I don't know it's just uh, it's just a funny image well, not you know not funny but it's just a weird like contrast because imagine uh, they always say like Dana Carvey was on set in his turtle costume watching the, the, the news when 9-11 was happening it's just a weird contrast Did that actually
1: happened I had no idea uh,
0: I think it's just a rumor. I mean, they filmed it around that time, but there's, I don't think they actually confirmed that he was on set in the turtle costume. But just, it's just a weird juxtaposition. Such a. I
1: mean, that, that, that's a, um, that's kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess something must have happened. I have no idea what happened, but all in all, yeah. his disguises are fantastic. I mean, yeah. the turtle guy. George Bush. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. It was like towards the end of the movie when uh, when Brent Spiner's character gets away, and he thinks he thinks he gets away. Yeah, and then he ends up showing up as George Bush. <laughs> uh, I mean, of course, you know everyone did their George Bush impression back then. Yeah, but it was you know Danny Carvey. You do like a back Will Ferrell, who does a good Bush impression. Oh yeah, but
1: uh, I still think you know Harry Shearer, who was on The Simpsons, he does uh, Herman the. Um, oh yeah, the, the 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 guy who sells uh war antiques. Um, he actually does the impersonation of George Herbert Walker Bush.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, on The Simpsons.
1: That's pretty memorable.
0: Not to get too off topic, though.
1: Not to get way too off topic, but I apologize, everyone. <laughs> I kind of get that way sometimes, but it's just my nature.
0: I think some of the most random uh, like uh, disguises that he does, like remember he disguised himself as like poop, <laughs> right? There's oh like my God! Thing. He
1: disguised himself as a, a, a cow feces. He said yeah,
0: like they, they were walking around, and then this guy steps and what he what he thinks is like a cow pie, right? A cow, a cow pie. Cow pie blah, blah, blah. A cow pie. But it turns out it's him. And then he, he like running around. He's like a man made out of grass and a cow poop face. It's it's so random. <laughs> like what? It's so random yeah, and disgusting, disgusting, but all
1: in all, it is funny. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just uh, yeah, definitely a good watch uh, if you wanted to see. Dana Carvey do his thing. It's just it's just so wacky. I gotta love it. Um, another uh, movie that I wanted to talk about that's another guilty pleasure uh, movie of ours is uh, the movie Rat Race.
1: Oh yeah, that funny comical movie that has people laughing their asses off.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that's like an ensemble cast, just a bunch of different funny people. Uh, so uh, it's based off of that movie, the uh, like it's a Mad 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 World or whatever. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's basically about, like, this this rich guy uh, played by uh, who? John Cleese. John Cleese. Uh, so his name is uh, Donald Sinclair. So he's, like, a, I think he owns, like, a casino.
1: Oh, that's, like, uh, it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, John Cleese is very good at acting. But not to get too off topic, he was in the Monty Python movies. Yes, yeah. And he was on an episode of Cheaters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> very, very young back yeah. then and so a lot of the people that attend this casino there are a lot of high rollers and they, they like betting and so they'd like to bet on everything and anything so he he decides to gather this group of random people and he sets like two million dollars in a locker in a train station and uh, they decide to bet on who's going to get there first and at first the people um you know that he gets they're very skeptical and they're they they don't they're like they decide not to do it because they think it's a bunch of bullshit and so they're like ah, oh, no we're not going to do this and, and eventually uh the greed sets in and they all slowly start to make their way to uh, Silver City, New Mexico where the uh, train station is at and uh, it just a bunch of hilarity ensues and it's just a lot of funny little stories that culminate into the ending but uh, uh, so who, who are some of the actors that are in this movie?
1: Breckenmeyer?
0: Meyer, yeah. So he plays like a lawyer I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean that was before Franklin and Bash.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, Amy Smart
1: oh yeah she's that's true. She, she's the yeah one. she plays uh yeah. she plays uh his wife in the movie well
0: it's not his wife but she, he meets her in like the uh weather in, chopper i think the airport or
1: something oh i I, uh, I i i must forgot about that i'm yeah my mind's totally somewhere else they
0: didn't know each other at first i think and they met in the airport and then they they decided to team up and then uh she, she has like a boyfriend at the time and there's like i remember there was like that one scene where she's like a i think a helicopter pilot right <laughs> Yep. and then she's like oh you know because uh, he decides like hey um Oh, okay. So I remember what happened. Okay, so and then uh, Seth Green is in the movie. Oh yeah, and then you he can't forget Seth Green. Yeah, and he has a brother who has like a tongue piercing that got infected, so he talks like this the whole movie <laughs> because he has an infected tongue piercing. And uh, but they, you know they're all scrambling to try and get to the to the Silver City, right? And so um, they're trying to get like on a flight, I think, and something happens where they get mad. Uh, that they can't get it on the, on the flight. So they, they end up jamming, they try like jamming with the, the, the airplane radar tower and they, they like hook up their, uh, their winch from their, from their truck right to the, to the radar thing. And they end up getting pulled into like the radar tower and it, and it ends up breaking the radar thing and it, and all the flights are jammed. And so Breckenmeyer and, and, um, uh amy smart are at the airport and then they realized all the flights are are down but she's a helicopter pilot so he can get uh you know she can get him to silver city no problem because they can fly in the helicopter but then uh, then she decides she decides to do a flyby to say hi to her boyfriend but then she she finds out that he's cheating on her
1: oh and yeah it's uh, very very funny you know very mm-hmm. slapstick comedy you know uh for those who haven't watched this movie I would give it a high rental because it, it is funny. I give it two thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, just a lot of those little funny like scenes in there, just from each of the different characters. Uh, uh, who else is in this
1: movie? Whoopi um, Goldberg.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Rance Howard. Oh yeah, that's right. He was like at the
0: end of the movie, right? He was like, yeah, the
1: celebrity, the, the 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 charity guy.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in this movie. Oh yeah, he uh, plays a bus driver. Uh, well, and I remember he. I think he's like a referee, right?
1: Oh yeah, oh referee slash yeah, bus driver yeah, because he, he like
0: he, he ended up like stealing the bus drivers out. Yeah, <laughs> because he was trying to get to Silver City, uh, but he was he's like a disgraced referee because like he he ended up uh, he ended up calling like a, a game and it, it ended up costing the team the win because he called it like bad, right? And so like, everyone he's like infamous because everyone recognized him, so he's trying to like hide out. I remember that it was. Um, Who's that? Who's that comedian? Uh, he was—he was like the cab driver. I forget. He was—he's—he's—he uh, uh, was giving. Rowan a Atkinson? Ride. Huh? Ron Atkinson? No, no, no. I think Paul Rodriguez or something. Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, I think yeah, that was he, him. he played the cab driver, and then he—he—he uh, he, he was upset because he lost a lot of money, uh, because he called the game poorly, and then he—he—he re- he, uh, he recognized the Cuba Gooding Jr. and he left him stranded in the desert with just like his underwear. Yeah, that was a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. something. Yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, just a lot of funny scenes. Oh, and then of course it has uh, John Lovitz.
1: Oh yeah, I can't can't then, forget that that legendary John Lovitz, the one where he's in you know uh, doing a tribute to Phil Hartman. May he rest in May he rest in peace, sir.
0: Yeah, uh, and then uh, Kathy Jimmy plays his wife. It's just a lot of funny funny people, very funny. Um, but that's a uh, yeah. There's just a lot of lot of great scenes in there. Um, one of my favorite scenes is with that, uh, the, the two brothers, one played by Seth Green and then his his brother with the, the infected tongue. I like the, uh, so they're, they're trying to get a, uh, so each of them are given a key to get into the locker. Uh, to win the two million dollars so they figure oh let me duplicate the key that way we can split up and then we'll have a better chance at winning so they go to get the key duplicated and the guy making the duplicate overhears them and he ends up stealing the key and then trying to get the money for himself and then (laughs) the end up getting in a chase with the guy and then uh, he ends up stealing like a hot air balloon it's just it's just wacky and then uh eventually like there's like a a cow Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. You
1: know, up. the ways of that stuff, yeah. you know, it's very, very, very good. Very, very talented. All I, all I could say is that it has a great stellar cast.
0: <laughs> very awesome. Yeah. But then there's like, yeah, there's like a cow that gets caught up in the hot air, but it's just so much of wacky stuff. And they, they eventually they end up getting the key back from him. Uh, and of course, uh, like you said, Whoopi Goldberg's character, I think it, it's her. She was supposed to be like reuniting with her strange daughter or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. You know, I don't really watch the news that much, but hey, you know, you know I mean
0: not not in real life, but in the in the uh, in the movie.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I I don't want to get too off topic because you know, we're the men who watch movies, but we're also the men who are very, very busy. But we are happy to <laughs> yeah. we are happy to talk about this podcast. Oh yeah. So please listen up.
0: Definitely. Uh, but yeah, one of my favorite scenes with them is the, <laughs> there's like uh, there's like this one scene where they go to, oh, they pass, they're trying to, you know, drive to Silver City, and they end up uh, passing by uh, Kathy Bates, who's selling, like, uh, who was she selling? She was selling, like, um, squirrels or something. or Something
1: like that. I think she was selling squirrels. I have no idea what happened, yeah, but and then, I have no idea. But all no It's a slapstick comedy. Very, very funny. I give it two thumbs up. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, I give it a high rental.
0: Uh-huh. But you remember what happens with that in that scene? What happens? Uh, So like she they 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 don't want to buy like a squirrel from her or something like that. So they end up she ends up giving him bad directions and then they ended up down like this path and they end up crashing into this area. And then uh, there's like signs on the side of the road said like you should have bought a squirrel. And then they end up like getting uh, caught in like a ditch. And then there's a bunch of other, like, cars, I guess, that, that that lady led down to that ditch. And there's some, like, skeletons in there. It's, like, really grim. And then but they end up, like, uh, getting off uh, into this uh, testing area where there's, like, a rocket car. And then they try stealing the rocket car to try and get to Silver City. And then it's crazy. And then they, they, uh, they steal the rocket car. And then uh, they end up uh, in an area where, with, I think there's, like, a bus with a bunch of, like, uh, like mentally ill people and they get off the rocket car and they're all dizzy walking around and they get caught up in the group of mentally ill people (laughs) thinking that they're part of the group because they they can't talk and they're walking funny because they just got off the rocket car and they're all dizzy it's just wacky
1: yeah it is you know wacky stuff you know it's a it's a a whole bunch of funny stuff but you know if you haven't seen this movie go check it out your local movie store or you know wherever you just go 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 check it out
0: yeah, what, what are your, some of your favorite scenes from that movie?
1: Uh, just the com- just the camaraderie, you know, the funny stuff. You know, Brecken Meyer and Amy Smart, and uh, like you said, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, uh, Kathy Bates, the
0: the squirrel lady, of course. That that's a funny scene. <laughs> what, what's uh, what are some of the scenes that you remember the most? Oh,
1: yeah. you mean where Kevin? You mean where Cuba Gooding Jr. disguised himself as a bus driver and he's driving a bus l- full of Lucy's?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that like, he, Yeah. So he, he comes. I think that's after uh, Paul Rodriguez ditches him in the desert and he finds like this this like b- uh, bus parked at the stop. And um, so he ends up stealing the bus driver's clothes. Right. So he tries to pretend like, oh, uh, he tries to pretend like there's like someone having a baby or something. And so he he's like, I need your clothes. You know, to basically uh, so he can deliver the baby or something. And he comes up with some reason, and then he ends up uh, taking the dis- the guys of the bus driver and he gets on there and it's all a bunch of Lucy impersonators. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, you know, it has so much funny stuff. I do believe that it has the potential of making people laugh and stuff like that. I believe you know it has the stuff you know to make people laugh. Uh, you know, art imitates life, and then life imitates art. So I believe that sums up the movie it is very very funny
0: yeah uh one of the one of the best scenes though is with john levitz's family and oh the
1: one where uh the daughter from the movie wants to go to a barbie museum but it turns out it's a really grim nazi museum
0: yeah i I mean some guy yeah it's some guy named like klaus barbie
1: I mean, WTF? Was like, what was that all about? What was that it about? Was so
0: funny. Uh, I, I mean, it. it's
1: a fun, it's a funny movie, but uh-huh. oh my god, it's serious and it's just ah, what what was going on?
0: Yeah, uh, that was just so that was such a random scene, but it was hilarious. And uh, they end up they end up stealing Hitler's car, and it was just funny because uh, then they're uh, they're driving down the street in Hitler's car, and then. uh <laughs> and then, uh, what's his face? Oh, I think, uh, the son in the back, he, he starts finally, uh, he finds a harmonica and he starts playing the harmonica. And they're like, hey, you stop playing that. You can't play Hitler's harmonica. And then, uh, and then like the daughter finds like lipstick in the back and she's like, oh, look at the lipstick. I'm Mrs. Hitler. And then, uh, accidentally the lipstick, uh, gets on the, um, oh no 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 yeah so the son finds the harmonica right in the in the back he starts playing and he's like you can't play Hitler's harmonica
1: oh my god that was so funny i couldn't believe that that was so slapstick funny
0: and the son's like well you're driving his car and he's like well i'm not i'm not driving it with my mouth i'm not sucking on the dashboard
1: oh my (laughs) god that is so funny i can't believe how
0: much slapstick comedy that was oh my god and then then, yeah and then the the daughter finds the lipstick in the back she's like oh, look at me i'm mrs hitler
1: Whoa, oh my god that was so funny i i almost know you know laughed yeah. out loud i mean it's a great laugh that it's a great laugh out loud comedy i mean i i do believe it has the potential of making people laugh you know yeah. movies have a tendency of you know enticing people making oh, yeah. it artistic and making it more you know broaden their horizons oh, yeah. so i believe you know when you're watching a movie you're actually looking into a director's eyes true as true. good as a good you no know, um good line okay
0: yeah uh yeah it's definitely i mean definitely an homage movie but uh i, I love it. it like i said it's just a great collaboration between all these great comedians and stuff like that but uh, of course and then uh, the lipstick accidentally ends up getting on the on the uh, steering wheel and then uh and then they're driving by these bikers who Oh, yeah. So, he oh, that's right. He ends up burning himself right on. the. He ends up burning his finger on like the uh, what do you call that?
1: The, the non-smoking. Oh, yeah. The, the,
0: the cigarette lighter. Oh, and the then, cigarette so lighter. He's like holding out his finger and it looks like he's like flipping off the these bike, these bikers that are driving yeah. by. And he's like, no, no, no. I just burnt my finger. And then and then uh, and then they start uh, they see that he's driving a Hitler car. So they start bashing in the car and whatnot. And then he ends up getting in a crash. And uh, he hits his face on the steering wheel. He gets like the lipstick on his upper lip. It looks like he has like a little Hitler mustache. And then he accidentally ends up getting the, the cigarette lighter in his mouth. (laughs) it turns out he crashed at a world war ii like a memorial event and then so he gets out of hitler's car like talking uh, his tongue is burned he sounds like he's talking german and he has like a little hitler mustache on and he's like waving his hands at the podium he gets up to speak at the podium trying to explain what happened but it sounds like he's doing like a hitler speech and then one of the uh, one of the world war ii veterans fires a gun at him it's just it's just so wacky a little bit a great great scene
1: it's funny yeah i mean it has the potential of making people laugh but anyway, not to get too off topic, but we're going to talk about other movies. So, uh, uh what's the main movie? Oh, yeah, Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal and, and that, that guy. other guy. I f- forget his name. Uh it turns out it has a plot, but it's a Michael Bay movie. So, if you're a fan of Michael Bay movies, you'll know that he, uh, he takes a lot of shots. You know, it's like he films out of every angle from, I forget, but he is a great director. Can't forget about the movie Heat. Very, very fantastic with Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Danny Trejo, a uh, wonderful cast. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, if you're a fan of that stuff, if you're a fan of Michael Bay, I recommend that you watch it.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, another movie I wanted to talk about uh, that I really enjoyed, uh,
1: Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, that was so funny. You know, I, I like Jamie Kennedy You know, as a <laughs> Brad or as he was known as B-Rad. B-Rad
0: Gluckman. So he was. It a, is funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he was the son of a uh, a politician, right? Exactly. It's
1: what makes it so funny.
0: And uh, his dad's embarrassed of him. He wants to try and keep him because he feels like he's ruining his campaign. But he's an aspiring rapper, uh, and, uh, and so <laughs> he hires these two actors, uh, essentially a quote in the movie, to try and scare the black out of him. So Anthony Anderson and Tay Diggs uh there's these uh you know they get hired to play like these gangster types uh to try and uh, convince them to be you know to try and act more like himself to try and stop acting like a rapper and it's just it's just one of those funny movies uh what what did you like about that movie
1: Uh, it was so funny you know the camaraderie the comedy anthony anderson and the uh in the in the stuff, of course, uh, of course, you know, there's a scene there where he uh, Diggs is wearing a wig and <laughs> he's like you, know, like, you know, want some Halloween candy? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, where he has like the little braids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's all about the corn rolls and it's like, okay, not a part of the movie, but I understand the slapstick comedy. <laughs>
0: and Anthony, uh, Anthony Anson's just making fun of it. <laughs> I love the part where they're trying to get in character and he's like, uh, what is he saying? and he's like clacking, give me your guns. money, or
1: I'll Dust your ass. I'll
0: dust your ass Give me a biatch, and I think we got a Biatch. And he's clacking the guns together. Is I love that part. Um. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Uh, I like the little subtle. Well, I, I love the jokes that they make in the movie. Like when they when the movie movie first opens, he's talking about. Uh, he's talking about his life, and he's like, "Oh, you know, this is my house. It's not much, but it's all I got." And it's like this huge mansion in Malibu. <laughs> and uh he's talking about you know how he hangs out with these tough crews but it's like all these goofy people at the mall that he hangs out with
1: yeah you know it, it's you know with Kelpen. uh uh, who's that guy? I forget. Uh, it, it escapes my mind. But they're so funny. It's like you know, Kelpen with oh his, yeah, you Cal know,
0: Penn. I think Nick Swartz or something. What oh yeah, that's a Nick Nick
1: Swartzen. Yeah, I, he he's so familiar. You know, with his hair color, you know, I can't yeah, even he's, recognize he's,
0: him. Yeah, he's from a bunch of like he's in he, he's in a lot of those Adam Sandler movies. But
1: yeah. Oh, he's also in Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley.
0: Oh, is he in that movie? I forgot.
1: Yeah, it's so funny, so raunchy. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend it on DVD. Uh
0: huh yeah 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 alright uh, let's move on from this one uh, there's another movie I want to talk about a little bit more uh, this one's uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist what do you think about that one?
1: Oh, it is funny you know a lot of satirical stuff you know uh Steve Odenkirk who plays the Kung Pao guy he is so funny you know Yeah. I you know I just think you know it's very very good you know um uh, it has a satirical humor um it's very very good uh Good quality humor. Uh, I just give it, you know, two thumbs up. Um, for those who haven't seen it, uh, I give it a high rental.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's the guy who uh, he actually directed uh, Ace Ventura 2 When Nature Calls, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I I, I, I heard about that. Uh-huh. Plus, Jim Curry is very good at, you know, impersonating, you know, William Shatner. There's <laughs> something on the wing. <laughs> a classic <laughs> Twilight Zone episode.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not to get too off topic, though uh it's definitely a funny movie so i guess he bought the rights to like some old uh kung fu movie uh, i think it was called like tiger and crane fists or something uh but yeah so he he, he bought it he, he dubbed it over he added new scenes in there with a green screen it's, it's, it's just the wackiest thing uh but yeah so it's basically about this guy named the chosen one uh and he has like a like a face on his tongue or something like that
1: it's called tonguey it is so funny you know i i i, I you know, I I just you know I just hadn't heard about this movie in a while, so I saw this quite frequently. But I'm just, you know I'm just saying you know it's just funny. You know, if you're a fan of kung fu movies, you know Bruce Lee and stuff like that, uh, I'm you should go watch this you know satirical movie because you no, know, I like spoofs. I like movies with spoofs. I like movies with humor. I don't usually like sad movies, but I like movies with spoofs and a lot of comedy. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, There's a lot of great uh, funny scenes in this. um, You know, of course, uh, there's a lot of great action, like action comedy scenes in there. Uh, This is around that time where everyone was parodying the Matrix. Uh, There's a scene where he comes across this cow and he has like this bad CGI fight with the cow and he does like Matrix moves. He's like shooting milk out of his udder. Awesome. (laughs) It is
1: so awesome. You know, the the way it is, you know, I I just, you know, didn't think about it, but it, it, it has some. His historical value, I mean, satirical value, you know, it's satire, it's funny, it has all this stuff. Uh, like I said, Steve Odenkirk, who's in the movie, fantastic. I give it two thumbs up.
0: Uh uh-huh. um, what, what are some of your favorite, favorite scenes in this?
1: Uh, the bad guy who wants to go to Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> oh, no! I think that was the master, right? Master Tang? Yes. Where he's like, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell. <laughs> Enchirito, macho burrito. Yeah. This is a random a bunch of random stuff in there. There's one. There's one part where like I think Master Tang is like injured and he's like carrying him into town. He's like, "Tell me
1: if you see a Radio Shack."
0: Like, what? <laughs> like runs some random things. Like references to modern technology. I don't know. It's just weird. But yeah, the plot. He has to fight this guy named. Uh, <sighs> shoot, I forget his. I forget his name. But eventually, for from some random reason, he wants to be called Betty. Uh. I don't know. He just wants to change his name to Betty. Well, I forget his original name.
1: I have no idea, but it is so funny, you know. I mean, the way it has it, it's just satirical yeah. comedy. I mean, if you're looking to have some fun with this kung fu movie, if you're a fan of kung fu movies, if you're a fan of that stuff. Iraqi uh, random comedy.
0: <laughs> I should urge you to watch it. Uh-huh. I love that scene at the beginning of the movie. It's so I guess I I guess the uh, the evil guy who who wants to be called Betty later on. He's 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 looking for the chosen one, right? And so he ends up like uh, he ends up like killing his family and trying to capture the baby. But the baby obviously ends up getting away. And uh, (laughs) there's like this scene where they're fighting the he's fighting the chosen one as a baby, and it's like it's terrible CGI, but they 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 like dimly light it. But it's funny because the baby's like jumping around doing like. Flips and kicks and stuff. It's, it's so wacky. And he's like rolling down the hill, like hitting all the bumps along the way. And then the and this lady finds the baby. She's like, oh, you know. And then and, and, and instead of taking care of it, she like she like helps it roll back down the. Hill. <laughs> okay, bye. It's just funny. Um, there's some other. What are some other great scenes in that?
1: Uh, the fact that you know the guy's doing the you old know, kung fu and you know there's random people that come out. There's like a. I have no idea, but there's like lots of stuff and it's funny. Oh, you, know, it, it's, you know, it's a
0: <laughs> I love that scene where uh, they're fighting. Uh, every time like someone fights Betty, he always plays like music. There's like this guy uh, playing music from a boombox that's dancing in the background, and they're playing like uh, "I like big butts." <laughs> and then uh, there was oh, can't touch this, right?
1: Yep, though that famous MC Hammer. You know, he was popular in the '90s, but yeah. you know, I think he's doing something else. But you know, you know good luck MC Or fan of your music.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely not to get too off topic here, but, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of good scenes in there. And of course it, it culminates in this random ending. Uh, there's a scene where, uh, they find out who the real enemy is and it turns out it's like these French aliens. And the only one who can defeat him is Tungy. And so, uh, like it's, it's, it's like these weird pyramid UFOs that come down from the sky and he has to unleash his tongue to destroy them. It is just, it's just so so wacky and random.
1: Yeah, you know, it's all funny and, you know, I mean, there, there, there is a point where they make satirical movies, drama movies, action movies, uh, comedy movies, uh, Tarantino films, which I'm a complete, 100% fan of it, but I am just saying, you know, it's awesome. You should go watch it. I mean, it's out on DVD or you can order it from eBay or Amazon. I mean, I, uh, well, you know what I mean. Just, oh, yeah. just watch it, please.
0: <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, I, I think that, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, I definitely want to talk, talk a little bit more about guilty pleasure movies. I feel like there's an extensive list. Uh, we haven't even, uh, barely scratched the surface of, uh, so I think we'll, we might do another uh, another episode later on down the line of uh, Guilty Pleasure movies. But, you know, we enjoy talking about some of our favorites here today. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can continue this discussion in another time. But uh, for now, my name is Alec. And my name is DJ, currently known as the Men Who Watch Movies. Yes. And we hope that you'll join us next time. And until then, keep, keep on, on watching.
1: watching. And anyway, uh, not to get a too off topic, but... We are going to have a website that's going to sell merchandise off of this. You know, men who watch the men who watch movies. So definitely subscribe to the website.
0: Yes, and uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at Men Watch Movies. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, leave us some feedback on there? That would be great.